Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. I'm so excited about today's show. Okay, the music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. Drew Holcomb. His latest album, Dragons, is just um, on repeat in my house. I just love it so, so much. Make sure you grab a copy as well. Today on the show, our friend Mandisa. Y'all may know her from American Idol. You may know her from hosting the K-Love Fan Awards or just know her because she has one of the best voices on the planet. She's just incredible. When she showed up at the office, y'all, she had on a glitter backpack with a pink, a hot pink water bottle in it. And I was like, this is my girl. We had never met before. We have a ton of mutual friends, but really connected on Twitter a few months ago. I think you're going to love this honest conversation um, with Mandy. So I, I just was so, honestly, I, I feel so honored at how honest she got about her own struggles and her own life and, and places. It just never fails that when someone is so open and honest with their own struggles, it gives you permission to be open and honest too. So I hope uh, this conversation with Mandisa cracks some things open in you like it did in me. So enjoy. Mandisa, the quiet sound in the background (laughs) is your personal fan that you carry around. Yes. And there's not really any shame in my game of that. No. I'm, I'm so impressed. a woman of a certain age. And if I'm being honest, I'm a woman of a certain weight. And I just kind of went up and down a whole bunch of stairs. I and know. I was nervous because I was running late. No, why are you sorry? I was nervous because I was running late. And so I get a little verklempt. Yeah. And so I never leave home without my fan. Listen, it's- tell me some other. This is, this is why we were born to be friends. <laughs> there are just things that at this point in my life, I'm yeah. like, no, that's just what I do. Absolutely. And you're like, I just bring a fan. Uh, I bring a fan. You already commented about. Oh, sorry. Oh, your I glitter just, backpack. I commented about my backpack. It's I've actually given perfect. Up, it's a butterfly. Yeah. I've given up purses. I'm a girl who likes bling. And so, you yeah. You just needed more. You gave up purses because you need more space? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I felt like I was a little bit wobbly because I was carrying a purse on one shoulder with my backpack. I can use both. Yes. And you'll notice it's pink. And then yes. my bandana's pink and my water and bottle is pink. So. pink. And your bandana's pink and your lipsticks pink you really are doing it. i fully embrace my 16 year old white girlness like when I'm did just... you <laughs> oh that's perfect tell me when you got that okay with you um last year get and out of here last year i don't want to make it seem like i'm okay with everything i just there right. are just certain things that i'm just learning to be okay with yeah. i used to really harp on myself because i was this way but I don't know. Once you get to a certain age, you just kind of stop all of that. So I'm waiting for a lot of it to follow. But for now, I'm embracing that this is just who I am. Yeah. I I just think there becomes a point, married, single, male, female, where you go like, hey, this is probably just me. Not with your sin and not with your unkindness or not with your bad habits, but with like, I just really like soccer and I'm just going (laughs) to talk about it. Like, Do you? Oh, girl. I'm oh. sports. We're going to talk about it. So I'm okay. at I, I don't research for shows because yeah. friends or yeah. people I want to be friends with or people we share 150 mutual friends. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. But I was like, I just was like, I'm going to make a list of all the things Mandisa and I share. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also put Grammy winner, which is we do not share. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not having a Grammy winner oh, God. in my studio <laughs> and not say Grammy winner. Mandisa. Well, we have a lot of things in common. I've heard that. Yeah. But Soccer is something new for me. And yeah. I realized I was just watching tennis. Do you watch tennis? Yes. I've never watched a full tennis match before. And I just watched the U.S. Open. I don't know when this is going to air. Yes, but yes, yes. So next week. This is, is it? Okay. Next week. Yeah, yeah. So I just watched my first tennis match with 
um, Naomi Osaka and uh-huh. Coco Goff. <gasps> At the end. Oh my gosh. Right. That made me think, I think I can actually get into soccer, into tennis. tennis. Can and I get you into soccer? Will you go with me to a Nashville soccer club game? Yeah, because we just got a team, yeah, right? Yeah, so we have a minor league team, and next year we'll have a major league team. But the minor oh. league team plays at the baseball stadium. Okay. It's so fun. Yeah, I think I could be okay. into it. I, I just I, It's only 90 minutes, and you're done. Oh, well, that, I kind of want, is there like a halftime or something? Yeah, yeah, there's a halftime. I need something substantial, like, you know, to get my interest in the oh, middle yeah, of things. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just like it because, like, sometimes after work, you can go eat dinner at the baseball stadium oh, and really? watch a soccer game, and you're still home by 8.30. Okay. You know, so it's kind of like an after work event. <laughs> I so. could be into that. I have okay. to be careful because once I go hard for something, I go really all in. Girl, so you and I'm me both. currently obsessed with football. I'm a little yes. bit scared. To you get, love the Titans. I love the Titans. Have you always loved the Titans? No, football really is. It's a three year old obsession <gasps> for me. I, It's totally new. Yes. And I just kind of went all in. How? A, well, I started I started with just going to um, Super Bowl games. Okay. And in it's the like middle, going to the games. This I is mean, a Grammy no, Award no, no, winner. No, sorry, sentence. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Super Bowl game parties. <laughs> I was like, I started by just attending the Super Bowls. Oh, okay. No, that's fine, Mandisa. That's on my bucket list. I really want to go to the Super Bowl one day. When the Titans are in it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Okay, Lord, so please. Super Bowl watching parties. Yes. And okay. I just kind of got tired of going to the parties and not understanding what the game is all about. Sure. So I eventually started asking my brother, who's in California, which is where I'm from. He's a big Raiders fan. And so okay. he started educating me. I have a guy who's been discipling me for years named Dave Buring. He started educating me. In I, real life or discipling you in football? No, and well, both. Yeah, okay. <laughs> football is real life, yeah, Annie. What do you mean? Listen, that's the truth. You yeah. Right place. And so I knew that he was a big Vikings fan. And okay. so I started asking him questions and looking up things on YouTube. And I just became obsessive. And now I'm a Titan season ticket holder. Yeah, so, you are. I yeah. I saw it on Instagram. You're like, Titans, Titans. I'm yeah. like, my girl. Are you that into is, it? Oh, I love. Well, so I grew up a Falcons fan. Okay. And yeah. we're still geographically close enough that I totally. can stay a Falcons fan. Yeah. But I love the Titans and okay. have friends that are. In adjacent to the Titans, and so really? it's really fun. Yeah, do you have any Titans? Friends? I do. Corey Davis. Do you know Corey? Do you <gasps> I love him? I do love Corey. Oh I my know. gosh, he's so great. Are you kidding me? No, that's okay. The, I know. Do you want to be friends with him? We can make I it happen. Do. Yes, I do. He's so he's so kind. So, do you go to the games? I've gone to a couple of games with okay. his family. Uh, I have not been. I probably haven't. Well, this season is just starting. I didn't yeah. go any preseason games. Okay, yeah. Who goes yeah. to preseason? Games? Yeah, I just am like, I. <laughs> good luck. You know who goes is the guys who's going to get cut their families. I know. Because yeah. they're like, this is our mo-, and I'm yeah. all for that. Yeah. Aren't you glad we aren't in jobs where you can get cut? Like I that? know. I was just watching. They have this show on HBO called Hard Knocks. Listen, don't even <laughs> get me started that? on Hard Knocks. I love it so much. I just discovered it this year. Yeah. I'd never watched Who's it before. Who's the team this year? The Raiders. The Ra- oh, so it's Which, your people. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, they just showed the episode yesterday of people getting cut. And I was like, brutal. I don't know how people go through something like this. It's so, brutal. Yeah. That show is so interesting because you see this behind, it's the whole thing is behind yeah. the scenes of training camp. Yeah. And they switch teams every year. Okay. So the yeah. year they did the Falcons, there were, there were just a couple of scenes that are very monumental in my mm. mind of like, I understand that player as a person, yeah. and I did it before. Okay. You know? And it kind of makes you root for that team. I mean, I'm oh, not a Raiders yeah. fan, but yeah. 
I'm totally rooting for them. But you're now. like, I love that rookie Absolutely. and I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the people you get so invested in, there's one guy in particular that's actually from Oakland. Yeah. He got cut and now he's playing for the Jaguars, which is in our conference. And yes. so things like that, it's making me really root for these people, not just the teams, yes. but the people that are involved with yes. it. So okay. So Titans season ticket. Yes. Holder. That is no joke. You should joke. come with me. Oh yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a sports tour. I this love fall, it. You and I. I love uh, it. You're actually really going on tour though. Yeah, with my friend Blanca Callahan. Are you friends with her? Do you love... So when she was in... Help me. Group One Crew. When she was in Group One Crew, (laughs) we were out on Girls of Grace together. Yes. And I just love her. But she's going on your Girls... She is. Girls Night Live. Girls Night Live. Yeah, it's the second year that we've done it. We did it last year, and Blanca was a part of it last year. And I just think she's got so much to say. She's... First of all, she's one of my favorite artists and one of my favorite singers. But beyond that, she really has something to say that I think women can really identify with. Mm -hmm. So this is the second year that I've done it, and she's the only person that I carried over from last year into this year. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, but I I just think it's cool to have a safe place for women to just come and be completely ourselves. And sometimes it means that we have a box of tissue and we're crying the whole night. Sometimes it means that we're up and partying and having a great time. Is it different every stop of the tour? It is. That's so interesting. Which is kind of hard to do in this industry because you have to program, you know, songs and lights and all of that. But one of the things I love about doing Christian music is that we really try to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes he goes different places. Yes. And we do something at the end of the night called Girl Chat. That's really what's different every night mm-hmm. is we don't know what we're going to talk about. We have the audience send us questions and we just follow where we sense the Lord is leading us. Ooh. And we have honest talks about yeah. things that you maybe would not get on a lot of other concerts. Yeah. Are you like, just, put your phone down. This does not get tweeted. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But Sometimes you just never know what is going to draw somebody in. You don't know if that discussion about suicide and depression is actually having an impact on somebody that is considering suicide. Yeah. it's what I love about that tour, and I've never experienced anything like it. So, so I'm about to do my first bus tour, it, not counting Girls of Grace. Girls yeah. of Grace was always like, we bus out, we do the event, we bus back. But okay. this is like uh, two weekends in a row. Oh, really? And it's the same where we're doing the same show yeah. virtually, yeah. but we're also having to balance that. Tell me a trick mm-hmm. I don't know about traveling with women on buses mm. and doing the same event eight nights in a row. I think, um, well, who are you going on? Angie Smith. Oh, and Danielle Walker against all grain. Danielle. She's a cookbook writer. She's okay. amazing. She's a awesome. writer and she's, yeah, she's incredible. Are the, um, so I know, you know, Angie yes. is, are you friends with Danielle? Yes. Okay. Danielle and Angie are very best friends. I okay. tag along as much as I can Got into it. their best friendness. I think if you are going with people that you're already in relationship with, you already know, a little bit about them. It's yeah. kind of different when you're living with someone. Yeah. So I think as soon as you can find out what somebody is like and also being aware of what your pet peeves are. Right. <laughs> like I I go a little bit crazy when people leave things all over. I'm not, right. you know, that kind of person that has a perfectly clean house by any means. But, but a bus is much exactly, smaller than a house. <laughs> exactly. So little things that can, I know can get on my nerves. If I just let them know ahead of time before I'm yeah. about to boil over, yep. it kind of saves everybody from having a crazy meltdown. Yeah. And I think just being respectful of everybody's space. Some people are extroverts and need to be with people a lot. I need my space sometimes. I have to be able to go by myself at times. I think recognizing that everybody is different and then recognizing what your own needs are, yeah. I think and, is important. And does it play out? I mean, in a month, I'm going to text you and be like, Mandisa, you were right. <laughs> but my my theory is how we handle our time off stage is yeah. going to show up every night on stage. Absolutely. How we handle each other, how we connect with God. Yes. Every night will be clear and how we connect on stage. It's so important because it really does trickle 
onto the stage, whatever yeah. is happening. I don't know how people are arguing off stage and then immediately hitting the stage and trying to minister. It just, right. it doesn't happen. Right. So I think tending to that relationship, tending to those relationships off the stage is even more important than what happens on stage. So yeah, I just think, I, I think spirit stuff can't really be measured Yeah, and you can't, it's not tangible, but you know it. Which is really hard in this industry because to a certain degree, you have to measure things like you you're going to have sponsors and promoters. Right, They're going to have right. to get paid. But I think if you have people that are kind of dealing with that, but you're really focusing on what your role is, I think that makes it a little bit simpler for everybody. When did you switch from being an opener to a headliner? To oh. Mandisa's Girl Night I'm Girls still Night Out. kind of wrestling with that, to be honest. Hard, I, right? I love... I love being the opener. <laughs> Me too. Are we the same person? <laughs> being it's, an opener is great because you're like, surprise, exactly. I'm awesome. You didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't have as much expectation on you. And right. so I still do tours where I am not the main attraction. Yeah. It's been a bit of a struggle for me wrestling mm-hmm. with, okay, this is called Mandisa's Girls Night Live. And that is much more difficult. The yeah. weight of that is more difficult. So I, I wouldn't say that I'm all the way there. I would just say I try to balance it where I'm the supporting act with I just got off of Winter Jam where yeah. I was very much one of the supporting acts. Yeah. But going into Everybody this tour, is, right? Except who's well, not? Yeah. Um, well, the Newsboys were the headline for that Got tour. it. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah, They've absolutely. been around as long as we've been people. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but on a monster tour like Winter Jam or yeah. Hits Deep Tour, which I've done a lot with Toby Mac, like they're the headline. They're the name that everybody's yeah. coming. And everybody else is just an added bonus. Uh-huh. I love the how easy that is. Yeah. When it's your tour, it's a little bit more difficult. And I feel the responsibility, which is why we were talking a little bit off mic, why I just got an assistant. It's because I realized I can't do everything on my own. And so I needed to have somebody that will help me out with stuff like that. Right. Just having a voice step in. Um, I have a funny thing to tell you. I was Googling, (laughs) I was looking for your website (laughs) and I spelled your name wrong. And so I went to Google and it said, this website doesn't exist. And I was like, what? (laughs) And then I went to Google and then it says other people are asking under. Oh gosh. And the first question was, are Mandisa and Toby Mac married? And I was like, that's what people are asking about Mandisa. (laughs) Are you kidding me? So someone today Googled, so we're here to tell you no, right? Am I correct <laughs> that you're not married to Toby I Mac? I have honestly never heard that in my life. Isn't that funny? The normal ones are there. Net worth. Uh, People are asking single. my net worth. Yes. Yeah, wow. Is Mandisa single? Yeah. What's Mandisa's net worth? Wow. How many albums does she have? And are she and Toby Mac? But the first one, are Mandisa and Toby Mac married? I'm, and I was like, fascinating. Look. That's news to me. I want to text him actually to say, do you know that people are asking this? I think it's because, so his wife, Amanda, is yeah. amazing and wonderful. And I think we, Toby and I, we've done so many songs together and we've toured so yeah. much together. Maybe that's where they're getting it from. But no, very much. Toby and I are not married and I'm super duper single if anybody has what? a Come on. big black born yeah, again believer. Okay. Come on. A big black born again believer with a bald head and a goatee. That's what I say on the outside. Yes. The only part that is the most important is obviously the born again believer. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if I I could have my ideal package yeah. that's what it would be what is your idea uh, I would like at this point this is I mean I'm kind of like like you where I'm mm-hmm. the longer I am single yeah. it's not the shorter my list gets the mm-hmm. more refined my yeah. list gets yeah of like what mattered to me at 24 yeah. doesn't matter to me totally. now it doesn't mean I would have married the wrong guy at yeah. 24 I just have a different life yeah 
Um, I need someone who loves Jesus mm-hmm. and who hears God. Yeah. That matters to me. Yeah. Someone who like has taken time to learn in whatever yes. his way looks like. It right. doesn't have to look the way it looks to me, mm-hmm. but um, someone that I respect mm-hmm. because yeah. I want someone that I listen to. Yeah. And I kind of don't care what he does for his job. Okay. I'm kind of open to that. Mm. I don't totally care where he lives, but I love living here. Yeah. I keep accidentally dating people that don't live here because that's where we meet people is on the road. Exactly. That's my thing is I don't even know where to meet them if it's not in an airport or at a concert. How am I going to find them? Right. I mean, I always say. Do you have any physical attributes that you would like? We all know that's not the most important. Sure. I have always said I'd like tattoos, but we can fix that the minute we meet each other. (laughs) I can get him tattooed pretty quickly. Um, Do you have tattoos? I do, but they're white. I know I have three that are white. Oh, I know. Wait, tell me what they it's say. It's a white girl thing. So this one said, because you can't see them, thing. you know, like that's, it's, that's what I mean is I use white ink. Wow. But because on you, it would look like a beautiful piece of art. On me, it just <laughs> fades into like a brand. That's amazing. So this one says grace and this one says persevere. And this one says savor this. This one looks a little more strong because it's new. It's just, I just what got is, into July. What do they mean? Tell me why these words are, look, I'm totally so, interviewing I mean, right, you on your own on, podcast. Baby, so nobody's here for this. <laughs> I'll tell you quick. Grace is, I wasn't showing grace to anybody in my life mm-hmm. or myself. Mm-hmm. This is a place you you and wow. I connect as Absolutely. well is that I have never been my biggest fan. Yeah. And so I, as I work on that, the Lord just really said, what if you put grace yeah. tattooed on your body? And I felt in facing myself, I don't so know good. that the Lord told me to get tattooed, but mm-hmm. facing myself to remind myself to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm traditionally was a pretty good quitter. Mm-hmm. And so when I tattooed persevere on myself, it was more along the lines of like, this is you can't not be what you're branded by. Mm-hmm. And so you have wow. to persevere if it's stuck so on your good. arm. And I'm an Enneagram wow. seven. Okay. And yeah. so we tend to, I tend to rush through the experience I'm in uh-huh. trying to get to the next one. Yeah. And so a friend of mine, when I got dumped two years ago said, you should savor this. Awesome. Because the way this, this wow. feeling means you're alive. And this feeling means that this relationship mattered. Oh man. And this feeling means that you are doing the right thing, even if it didn't work out. Yeah. And then I've just hung on to that phrase. So good. Even though that, so this is not a tattoo wow. about him. Yeah. This is a tattoo about that. What if I was like, every time I get dumped, well, I get a tat. Nope. I love, I love that. Um, Do you have any? I don't. So I have something called keloids, which is, it's mainly dominant in um, darker skin people. Okay. Um, when I got my ears pierced when I was a little girl, these big bumps of tissue kind of formed on the bottom. Have you ever seen like one of those African documentaries where you see people with long ears uh-huh. and they've got like hoops yeah. in them? So that is a result of a keloid. And so every time that I like cut myself or get some sort of a puncture, uh-huh. it can turn into that. And, and so it almost looks like a scar, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I probably couldn't get tattoos for that reason. Okay. But I love physical reminders. Like yes. that's what I'm having to flood myself with. And so I've got post-it notes on my mirrors and yeah. like on my refrigerator of things that I need to remember. And so yours is just on your skin, just yeah. a different form of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Why do you need yours? Well, because like you said, I um, I beat myself up a lot. Yeah. And so I am really good at looking to other things to define me. And so I have to have constant reminders mm-hmm. of what defines me mm-hmm. instead of what I see on TV or on the magazines or, you know, what 
culture says we're supposed to be. So I have to keep flooding myself with truth so that I'm not inundated with all the lies. Right. Because it just feels like I can't stay ahead of it if I don't stay ahead of it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you are what you consume. And Mm. so if I'm constantly, because I watch a lot of television, because I love certain things in media, I've got to counteract that with the truth. And it's not just enough to have a daily devotional. Like I have to have constant reminders around me of what truth is. Right. And and there's something about having a public life. Mm-hmm. Yours is significantly more public than mine, but something about having a public life where the process of getting your mind around that truth is very public. Oh my gosh. So people watch <laughs> when I'm healthy and they watch when I'm not. Yeah. And they watch when I'm uh, emotionally, I mean, not yeah, even like, absolutely. Any, but, and it is, it is hard for me. It's so hard for me too. And if I can be completely honest, because that it's, it's, I found that it's easier for me to not try to wear a mask, even though what I reveal may not be the prettiest thing. It's just, it's torturous for me to try to pretend like everything is okay. Right. But coming here today, I'm not in a great place. And so I uh. thought, oh gosh, I don't want to have to try to pretend like everything is wonderful. Yeah. And I don't, I know so much about you, but I've never met you before. Yeah. And so I didn't know if I would you know, this constant, I hope that she's not going to judge me. And I don't know what, I don't know if I've got something important to say, but I've just found it's easier for me to just be completely honest and to risk the judgment of that than to try to put on a mask and to beat myself about it afterwards. So I'm in an interesting season right now. It's not, it's not pretty, but it's also not something that I'm willing to hide because honestly, I think God gives opportunities like this because he's trying to get me out of that pit. Mm. And so you very well could be one of the flashes of light that he's using to help yeah. lift me out of that place. Wow. Uh, for future reference in our friendship, you can always cancel on me. <laughs> and if it happens three times, I'll show up at your house and I will ask you, are you okay? I what do you, you need from me? Yeah. But I, if it makes you feel any better, I cried through lunch Aww. because I have friends that are unhappy with me and I can't fix it. Oh, I so get that. Right. And so, and then you just yeah. go like, well, I still have to do my job. Not that I didn't want to be with you, but it's still like, well, I I can't fix this. Yeah. So we'll just be in a bad spot together. I think it's interesting because that's one of the things, the fact that you even cried through lunch, Mm -hmm. like I'm so used to stuffing down all of those emotions. I don't, I don't cry for the most part Mm -hmm. unless it's watching a movie. But if it's something that's actually in my own life, I have stuffed that down with food my entire life. So even just hearing that you cried through lunch, like I even hear the Holy Spirit saying, you need to do more of that. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we beat ourselves up even for crying. And I think as women, we do a lot of that. Um, And so that's, I think sharing something like that is actually going to set somebody free um, to do that. Because if we don't grieve our emotions, if we don't deal with them, then we're going to work them out in one way or the other. And for me, it's been you know, a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. So right. I have to stop doing that. Right. Yeah. Girl, that, yeah, no <laughs> joke. And the problem with that being a go-to for mm-hmm. me, there are a lot of secret ways yeah. you can uh, medicate yourself. Absolutely. And there is nothing secret when I eat terrible for six months. Exactly. It comes Everybody out knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Yeah. And, yeah. and it is, I mean, I'll, I'll cry talking mm-hmm. to you about it. It yeah. is so hard to know everybody knows. Yeah. It's shame. Right. It's, 
it makes me not want to leave my house at yes. all is because I, and you know what, to be honest, I think we feel it more than other people are feeling it. Oh, nobody thinks about me as much as I think about Absolutely. me. I know. Yeah. I know. But that is one of the tricks of the enemy is if he can keep us mm-hmm. in that dark place, mm-hmm. if he can keep us isolated, then we'll never get out of it. Like yeah. that's where I am right now is not wanting to leave my house yeah. because everybody can see I was, I'd lost so much weight and my skin was all clear and I was exercising and I was enjoying life. And now I'm having to pull out my big girl lows again. And, you know, it's just, yeah. it is, we wear our shame in so many different ways. And for me, it's food. And for somebody else, it could be all manner of right. things. But and everybody feels like they're exposed. Absolutely. No one feels yeah. less exposed than we do. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this thing that I struggle with is in front of everybody. Yeah. And the woman over here who is drinking yeah. vodka every day yeah. thinks everyone knows. Exactly. That's and why it's got to be brought out into the light. That's right. Like, that's the best thing that that's we can right. do is not stay hidden in that place, but actually yeah. talk about it. it How do you get up and get out of bed? Well. You just make yourself? No, I usually don't. Like, yeah. honestly, this is the first time in about a week that I've been out. I, I'd been thank doing. Thank you. That feels like such an honor, by oh, the way. Thank you. Really? Yes. <laughs> thank that you for saying that. I just, um, I have put things in place. Like I was a part of a Bible study that meant that met every um, Monday. Yeah. And that just ended last week. And so yeah. that's why I've not been out of so my you're house. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so I. I think I purposely will do things every now and then, but the thought of going out on tour, the thought of, you know, exposing myself on a nightly basis and being going out on the West Coast, so I'll be gone for three weeks and my happy place, well, my happy place, yeah. my comfortable place, I should yes. say, is at home sitting in my recliner chair. Right. And so I, I've had times where I would be stuck in my house for years. I mean, at the lowest point of my life. Um, I stayed at home for two years and I gained 200 pounds, gained 200 pounds, not that I weighed 200. And so I've never been more miserable in my life and I don't want to go back to that place. And so I'm thankful. God, he loves us just the way that we are, but too much to leave us there. And so he wouldn't allow me to. And so it takes takes people in my life. It takes community. It's the thing that I isolate from when I'm in that place. But thank God for them or else I would be back in that place really quickly. And I just, he, he'll use anything in order to rip us out of that pit. And so he's doing that right now. I think that's a profound thing. You switched your happy place to comfortable place. Yeah. Cause it's not Cause happy. Is it really that happy. No. no, it feels great. Yeah. But it's, it's not that happy. It's what I'm used to. It's what I've done my entire life. And so yeah. it's comfortable, but man, it's not, it's miserable to be yeah. honest, but it's what I've done for 40 something years. And so you see how I said 40 something and didn't pull the full age, full age out there, but it's, it's what we'll I might get tens. We don't have to work in ones. <laughs> Everybody can just deal with it. We're going to talk about our tens. We're yeah. going to talk about our ones. <laughs> Yeah. So it is, it's what I'm learning. I mean, I am, I've done it my whole life and it's like, am I going to keep doing this? I can't, I can't do this for much more longer. Yeah. And so I've got to learn to deal with the stuff that I know that God is trying to bubble up to the surface, but that I yeah. keep trying to stuff down. Yeah. I mean, it just is, I was saying with my friend at lunch that mm-hmm. I cried with that. I just feel like I'm in a season where all mm-hmm. the comfortable things, the Lord's kind of taking away mm. like even we're in the office and even the yeah. couches here are from yeah. my house oh really and so yeah. I have to buy a new one for my house so I'm sitting yeah. on tailgate chairs <laughs> it's terrible wow right like it is I mean even the comfortable my yeah. bible the cover ripped so I had to mail it to Mississippi to get repaired Aww. so I don't even have my normal bible like all these weird things wow. the Lord's going like I'm actually going to give wow. you I'm going to prune back a lot Oof. of things 
Isn't that interesting? It's what I'm finding now too. Like I, I'm at this, I feel like I'm at a crossroads where everything that I've been doing, I can't keep doing. And so all these things that I've defined myself by, I just feel a shift coming on and you can respond to that in several ways. Like you can try to run away from it and which is what I've been doing. I've been putting it off or you can be uncomfortable in it and just kind of face it head on. And that doesn't feel good, but I think it's what's necessary in order to get to that next place. So we're in a similar place in that, except I've been pushing it down, but I feel like I'm in the place now we're with. Okay. I'm going to have to start dealing with this and I'm going to have to start talking to God about this. And if I'm being honest, I haven't been, I've just been stuffing it down. So I know it is just, there is something really um, challenging about having an invisible, all loving God and our lives look some of the ways they do. And you go like, wait, yeah. let me read you a quote Mm. off of your um, Wikipedia page (laughs) that I thought, who wrote this for her? But I, I really resonated oh. with it. It said um, that you felt a deep, a sense of deep betrayal by mm. God. Yeah. I thought, don't put that on my girl's Wikipedia page well, as from her journal. That is Everybody leave right. her alone. Gosh. But that is such a profound to thing to feel. I, I felt it. I think when you, so that came as a result of um, a death. Uh, my friend Keisha had breast cancer while mm-hmm. she was pregnant and, um, she delivered the baby and he's beautiful, but she passed away. She had one year with him. And wow. when you have prayed for somebody so hard and actually believed that God was going to heal her here on earth, mm-hmm. um, when she died, it just shook everything. It shook everything underneath me. And I did, I felt, I felt betrayed by him. And that yeah. sounds horrible to say, Girl, but no. golly, facing that you actually feel that way. Cause he knows you feel it. Um, once you actually bring it out and you say it to him, that's when he's able to deal with it. But when you keep it hidden and pressed down and not saying anything, it just festers there in the dark. And so mm-hmm. actually saying this to him, it's what began it's the what process works. of healing. Yeah. Yes. So what is it? One thing you said is you feel this season coming on. Mm-hmm. I am a huge believer in seasonal, that God works seasonally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the planet tells us that, yeah. but I see that spiritually in my life too. Mm-hmm. How do you sense when a season's coming? What does that even feel like for you? There's there's this place of unrest with how things have always been. Uh-huh. Um, and I think also just circumstantially, like I, my record deal, um, I had completed the five albums that I was supposed to with my yeah. record deal. And, and won a Grammy, this, just a reminder just... again, everyone. <laughs> We have a Grammy Award winner in the building. So I was at the end of that and the label, you know, they're wanting to sign with me again. There's this place of it doesn't feel right to do for the next 10 years what I have been doing for the last 10 years. Uh, And um, that's not I'm not giving up music by any means. It just it feels like it's supposed to look different. It's this place of this doesn't feel quite right. And the tours that I've been on, it stopped being enough to just do tour after tour and album after album. They started to feel like I feel like there's something different than I'm supposed to be doing in Mm. addition to. And so I don't know. The best way I can describe it is unrest like it just there's not peace with Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. and so I know that a shift is coming and because I 
tend to run from that. I've not been dealing with it. And I wish I could say, here's what the answer is. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But because I've just been stuffing it down and putting it off, I'm finding that my own songs are starting to convict me. And Mm. so even you reading that from my Wikipedia page, like just a reminder of the things that I have learned in the past, I've been stuffing down. Um, There's a song called Waiting for Tomorrow that Mm -hmm. says, I can't live my whole life wasting all the grace that I know that I've been given. You made me for so much more than sitting on the sidelines. And that is a song that I've not sung in years, but that's a song that keeps coming to my mind. And so, you know, on Girls Night Live, I'm singing that more so for myself than for anybody else. And there's a song on my last album called Keep Getting Up um, that says, I love Keep Getting Up. I never have sung that song ever. Like I put it on the album, never sung it once, but these are the songs because I'm in that pit, because I'm stuck there. Mm -hmm. I know that the Holy Spirit is saying, when you get knocked down, you keep getting up. And so mm-hmm. I kind of hate and I love that the Holy Spirit is using my own words to convict me, but <laughs> yeah, right? that's what he tends to do in my life. Yeah. So I'm singing it more to myself than anybody else. But luckily, the rest of us get to and yeah. <laughs> be a part of it and hear so. it and be changed by mm-hmm. it. When like right now, the summer is going to the fall. Yeah. And sometimes when you wake up in the morning, you go, it's coming. Yeah. I can feel it just yeah. that little bit. So you're saying that you're you're having that experience spiritually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That there's just yeah. like a something's changing. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, I do this with the seasons changing too, because I'm a Cali girl. I like yeah. the sunshine. I like, yeah, it just makes yeah. me feel good. So when things start getting a little bit colder, there is a big part of me that resists that and tries to hold on to what has been in the past. Uh-huh. But I don't think that we can just stick with what we are comfortable with. Again, yes. I think we have to go with where we sense the Holy Spirit is leading. And so I've been kicking and screaming and trying to resist it, but it's a new season. And so I'm going to have to walk into it. Even if I resist it and try to stuff it down, he's going to get me there one way or the other. So (laughs) I might as well go along with the flow. Yeah. I read on Instagram this week, someone said, fall is a three month exhale. Ooh. And that resonated with me. I thought I've never thought of it that Hmm. positively. Mm -hmm. I always fear winter. Yeah. (laughs) Same. And so I'm always like the fall is so pretty and we're such pretty Christian white girls in the fall (laughs) and all of our plaid (laughs) and it's going to be cold so soon. And this time I'm like, Oh, what if this whole season was about breathing something out? Yeah. I love that. I know. I love that too. I don't, I don't feel like I make enough time for that. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. I don't know. That's an interesting thought that I'm going to have to wrestle around with because I'm so used to going and going and going and pushing things down that I never take time to just kind of be silent and to breathe. And I sense that that's what I need to take some time. I I, I mean, you keep using the same analogy of pushing it down. Is that just like a, that is your technique. That's the one. Yeah. It's just like, get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend like I just, I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, why I think about my stuff and I can escape into this imaginary world that television Mm -hmm. affords me. And Mm -hmm. why do the hard things when it's just so easy to just sit here and to not deal, but man, that is such a dangerous thing to do. And it puts you in such a difficult place once you eventually start dealing with your stuff. Is it wrong for me to now ask you what you love watching on TV? No. (laughs) I'm like, okay, while you're home, what are you watching? I actually love it. I'm I'm a little bit scared because I I think a lot of well any reality television yes. I'm all about it. Like Survivor is coming up and yes. Big Brother is ending and okay. I'm, I know Bachelor, I'm get, Bachelorette. I knew you were going to ask me that. I know that people are going to disapprove of that, but I do. It's oh, I'm trying. We've had Ben Higgins on. You did. Oh, you got to go back and listen. It. He's he's a hundred times 
better. I mean, really? you see, I thought he was great on the show yeah. and I'm following him on socials. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. And then when he gets talking about Jesus, you're like, oh, you're awesome. my people, man. Yeah. I feel that way about Sean, who is the yes, bachelor. I'm dying to get like, Sean and Catherine. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because having been on a reality television show, it's yes. different on American Idol than obviously the bachelorette, but recognizing that there are editors who make cuts and make, you know, you yeah. present people in the way that they want to present them. And yeah. every person on that show is a character. But when you realize these are actually real people and we're just seeing a little bit of who these people actually are uh-huh. I think getting face to face with somebody like that you're getting you're getting to see who the real person is yeah. so I will totally go back and okay, watch how them. about Hannah B do you like Hannah that was just well, the bachelorette she ended up with nobody I'm trying to get I want to get her on the show too because I'm like we need to talk about some things Hannah B would you please get yes. her because it's inter- she said some stuff that I'll be honest as mm-hmm. a woman of faith I went yeah. oh gosh please don't say that yeah. and she opened up a lot of areas that I think people don't like talking about yeah. and I appreciated her being real everybody would say that she's real but I don't question her faith and I don't question you know mm-hmm. what she believes in I just think I would be interested in yeah. hearing that podcast that you yeah. would have there because a lot of the stuff is a Christian woman I was like, oh gosh, please don't say that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but also, if I was on a TV show when I was 24, it's true. Mandisa, I'm it's afraid true. you may have been like, Annie, listen, <laughs> sister. <laughs> you're so right. But, you're absolutely you're right, right. But you're right. I mean, yeah. it, it is a funny thing. I mean, it circles back to what we were talking about of how do you have a public faith life <sighs> and wrestle out who yeah. you want to be? Because and be wrong. I've said things that are wrong and absolutely. people have torn me up or ignored me. And yes. then the next time something comes wrong, they go, well, I'm not going to follow that by that absolutely. go to that because Annie said one time. I know it's so it's what's dangerous about right? celebrity culture. And right. it's interesting because for those people who didn't watch The Bachelorette, there is a, a guy named Luke that was a very public like he did not make any he didn't mince any words about his faith in uh-huh, Jesus. And uh-huh. He was portrayed as the bad guy, as the villain. Right. And, you know, he obviously did some things. You you have to give the editors footage in order for them to edit. But the fact is that he came off as not the great guy in that situation. Here's the thing about being a, a man or a woman of faith on a reality TV show. You had to do it and talk about it I with did. Simon. Absolutely. I remember. Yes. Yeah. It's that... Um, there are just going to be some things in culture that they're not going to get. Like there yeah. are ways that we live our lives that isn't going to reconcile with how a lot of other people live their lives. And being willing to stand for Jesus, even in the face of criticism and people talking about you on social media. I'm so glad that we did not have social media when I was on American yeah. Idol to the I mean, barely extent, Facebook, yeah, maybe it was totally yeah. new because yeah. um, I don't think I could have handled it like yeah. To have people say the worst things about you, but to actually have it come to your phone, yeah. I I wouldn't be able to deal. But there's just going to be some things that people aren't going to get. And so mm. I think that's one of the difficult things about being a celebrity, if you will, but also before all of that, being a, a Christian, being somebody yeah. who stands for Jesus. Yeah. You're not going to get everybody liking with you and agreeing right. with you on certain things. I hate that so much. To be okay I hate with it. it so much. I do too. Uh, it's hard. It's just like you guys, can't we all just be friends? No. Yeah. Oh, no. shoot. Okay. I think it's okay to disagree. That's yeah. the, it's 
okay for me to not agree with everything that I saw on The Bachelorette. It's okay for people to listen to this and think, how dare she even watch The Bachelorette? Sure. It's okay to have differences on things. I think if we are going to call ourselves brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. we have to be okay with disagreeing on things. Yes. But what do you say about Jesus? I think that's yeah. what it has to come back to. Because that's the other thing is like the, the beautiful thing is if Hannah B was here, mm-hmm. she'd sit at this table with us yeah. and we would all be friends. Absolutely. And the person who doesn't like you talking yeah. about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette would also sit at a table yeah. with you and we could all be friends. That to me is the net. Can you disagree? Yeah. And then go like, but I bet we both like Ooh. guacamole. Yeah. That's the first time that's it. Welcome to oh, the really? new podcast studio. I've never heard a fire truck go by before. Well, yeah, you're yeah, learning. These are the new things. This is, I need y'all to hold your emergencies till after I'm done with a Grammy Award winner, please. Um, but you know, that to me, that's next level. Is, yeah. And, and I wonder if you feel this ever, but I feel the... There are some people I disagree with that I go, Mm -hmm. but we should, you guys, we need to love everybody. Yeah. And there's other people I disagree with that I'm like, I don't even have time for you. And I'm like, oh, Annie, you talk out of both sides of your mouth. It's interesting because of this world that we live in with getting to know people online. Right. I think there is a difference in disagreeing online and actually having a disagreement face to face. Like, it's just my conviction that I probably would not say some of the things that I would online that I would if I was sitting right here with Hannah. Like, I probably would have worded it a little bit differently, being honest. But I think when you have relationship with somebody, you can talk about those things that are a little bit uncomfortable to talk about. I think if you don't know someone, I tend to just kind of keep my mouth shut. And unless I'm sitting and having coffee with you, I'm probably not going to get on Twitter and tell you how you're wrong about everything. I just think that's the way that I need to do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's funny because the reason we connected on Twitter this particular time is someone got on Twitter and told me I wasn't doing this right. Well, here's the thing. I think there's a way that you can do it. it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is she did it with so much love. Absolutely. I, I, when I saw those tweets, I thought, okay, I can see how somebody could be quick to take an offense with that. But I think when you are writing something out on Twitter with those 240 characters, I think there has to be a looking back and Mm -hmm. how is this being perceived? I know Mm -hmm. what I intend to say, but if you're going to say something like that, read it back and make sure that you're saying it in a way that is not going to be quick to take an offense. And on the flip side of that, when you receive something like that, recognize, okay, what is the motive behind this person saying this to me? Is she just being a jerk and just, you know, wanting to harp on me or is she doing something constructive that could actually help me? So I actually love seeing the way that that person approached you on Twitter. She was so great. Do you know We had her on the show in July. Did you really? Because I was like, her name's KB. I was like, I want you to just come on, tell everybody what happened. Oh, wow. Because I want, because I think Mm -hmm. it's the same as us talking about food or us talking Mm -hmm. about how we spend our time of like, if I'm willing to be public about that, I need to be willing to be public about what I haven't been thoughtful enough about historically Mm -hmm. so that people can go, hey, you're still not doing it or Mm -hmm. you are doing it. Or I mean, I don't need to get, I don't need people to say you're doing it, but just to go like, Hey, if you're going to be thoughtful about um, having people that look like the variety yeah. of the um, kingdom of God, yeah. are you thinking about disabled people? Wow. Wow. And I was like, nope. So here we go. You know, like, wow. Right? Well, I think that shows a lot of humility on no, your part. It really that. does. Because I think um, you're not going to please everybody. And right. not every issue is one that you have to 
tackle yourself. But the fact that you were able to take what she said and responded, um, and the fact that you had her on the show, like that's a big deal. And you have brought more diversity into your podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that. I've been listening to several of them and now I'm going to go back and watch all of it or listen to all of them because I just think it takes a very humble person to be able to accept correction from somebody wow, and actually wow. to follow through with it. So you're really yep, kind. Receive it. Say I, thank okay. you. Thank you, Mandisa. <laughs> um, and also the other thing it did is it gave me a chance to reach out to all my favorite black Christian celebrities and be like, look, I'm getting called out. I'm going to need you. I've been wanting to meet you for 18 years. Hilarious. Now someone else played the race card. So I'm going to pick it up and say, what will it take to get Mandisa in my studio? That so is hilarious. I win. <laughs> I win in the end. I um, love it. But can we can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. I am loving what I'm learning mm. from my friends who are different yeah. race than me. It's awesome. And who are experiencing the same Christian culture yeah. from a very different perspective. Sure. What do I not know? I think you're doing great. Honestly, I think having the conversations that are a little bit difficult, I think that that is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And that is not just for you and me. I think for everybody Mm -hmm. that's listening, Mm -hmm. I think we are living in a culture right now that is trying to divide us on every little thing that you can imagine. And race is a big one of those. And I think as the body of Christ, to be able to sit down with somebody who looks differently and has a different experience, I think that's the way that we learn from one another. And we're so quick to be offended when somebody bucks up against us and Uh says something that we don't like or maybe that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way to settle all of that is to not just lash out on social media, but to sit down with somebody and to have have a conversation. And so I think, honestly, the things that I've heard that you've done, I have loved the perspective that you've come from and how teachable that you are. I just think more of that can happen and that that would help all of the division that's happening in our culture. Yeah, it just feels like maybe if we, you know, for our friends who are moms that like have kids in public school with a lot of different kids. Yeah. Like, are you meeting the other moms and dads? And are you connecting with people at church? Yeah. Where do you go to church? Or do you say publicly where you go to church? No, yeah, I go to the belonging. Oh, okay. Listen, Alex and Henry. Yes. I love them so much. Me too. Okay, so the belonging is a diverse church. What are they doing Hmm. that's attracting so many different Hmm. types of people? To be honest, I am not really positive. I think it is becoming more diverse. Um, I think having people on the staff and people like on the platform that look different. I think that that's one thing. But also I see them branching out more into the different cultural expressions. And it's more than just having a black face up there. Like it is, are you expressing you know, music in a way that is not just this one type of sound. And I see more of that happening. And to be honest, it's what I am wrestling with in my own artistry Mm. is I have always been the, you know, pop CCM leaning a little bit more on the R&B side. And now I'm feeling a a sense of going into worship more only because it's what I have found is most important in my own personal walk. But the way that I like to worship is going to be a little bit different than what you hear in typical Uh CCM worship. uh And so finding, okay, is there a a lane for me in that? But recognizing it doesn't all have to look the same. um, I think that there is a way to celebrate the different expressions that we Mm -hmm. all have. And I Mm -hmm. think when we do that, we actually learn we've got more in common than differences. And I can appreciate a heavy electric guitar. And I want you to appreciate that I may want a little bit of bump beat, you know? Right. (laughs) We may clap on the one and three or the two and the four. (laughs) No, that I can't take. If you clap on the one and three in my concert, I'm going to call you out. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> They'll be like, that one person clapping is Annie down, y'all. Annie is, is clapping at the wrong place. <laughs> I just think that there's a place for all of it. Yeah. And I, I think there's nothing more beautiful when you see diversity in every different way. Yeah. And the fact that we can come together under the name of Jesus, even mm-hmm. though our expression may be different, mm-hmm. I just think that that delights the heart of the Father more than anything else yeah. is the unity that we see. How do you put together politics and faith? Ooh, girl, we gonna go there? <laughs> I mean, you're already having a day, so I was like, let's just, we'll go into all the things, Mandisa. Oh, Annie. It's very difficult. I yeah. will say that. I I don't really talk about it publicly oh, because I, I just see how much division it's bringing. Yeah. However, I think that there is a way that we can talk about certain things and even disagree on certain things mm-hmm. and still have it be okay to not, like I've had people say, well, I can't listen to your music anymore now that I know that you, you know, support this preacher or something. Yeah. Or, you know, if they think that I have voted a certain way to just yeah. say, well, I'm done with you completely. Ugh, I just think that that is one of the biggest tricks of the enemy. And so I I tend not to say what I have done politically, sure, who sure, I have sure. voted for, no, no, no. but... I also want to say I think that we can be different in Mm. what we believe about certain things and still be able to get along and to love one another and to walk in unity. So the the idea that the devil I mean, I've thought about it probably Mm -hmm. because I'm a person, but I haven't like actually thought about it until you said it that he's trying to divide us. Absolutely. Yeah. So what what can I do tomorrow? Yeah. And what can I do tonight? I'm in a, mm-hmm. a small group at our church that is about racial reconciliation. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And so we're reading things and we're talking awesome. to, about it. And But I'm also going like, okay, what can I do to make sure we aren't dividing? Yeah. And tomorrow when I'm at Target, yeah. what can I do to make sure that hmm. if we all just focused on connecting instead of dividing? That's what I think. I think it's a relational thing. I yeah. think we don't... we talk too much about the big megaphone and talking big and publicly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think most of the change is going to happen one-on-one in yeah. relationships that we have. And if we don't have relationships with people that are different than us, then maybe that is something that we can invest our time in. Like, I'm not saying that you need to go out and get with every Hispanic, Black, Asian person that you have seen, mm-hmm. but is there somebody that you can grab coffee with? And mm-hmm. is there somebody, you know, in your church or on your neighborhood, it can mm-hmm. also be a witnessing tool. Like yeah. even people that are not believers, I just think relationally is how it's going to happen. I yeah. think we see that in the Bible time and time again. I think it's happening less on this stage and more one-on-one with people. Yeah. Which I like. I mean, yeah. I, I want I want the kingdom of God to be represented on stages. Yeah, I totally. want people to see age-wise yeah. and yes. race-wise and ability-wise in some yeah. way. I mean, we want y'all to sound right when you're up there, but yes. I also want, you know, all those things. Yeah. But are you talking to your neighbor? Exactly. Yeah. And are you talking to the people right around you yeah. as it is? We're not, I think uh, maybe I should say not we. I have not invested as much in community as I know that I should. And when you look at the word, that's a big deal to God. It's yeah. it's all about relationships. And so I think that needs to be something that is our focus is who am I allowing into my life and how are we able to discuss things that may be difficult? Yeah. Are there things that your friends like me, your white friends can be doing or asking, particularly going into 2020 in an election mm-hmm. cycle? Like if we're checking in with our friends mm-hmm. who are different than us, mm-hmm. is there a question we need to be sure to ask? Is there something we need to, cause well, I don't want to be what? like, did that bother you when that thing happened on TV? And you'd be like, I didn't even see that. What are you, you know? Well, I mean, 
I think that's fine to ask something like that. Can we do this wrong? Can I screw this up, I guess? I think it, it depends on the relationship that you have. Okay. Like, I, I think that there are safe places where you can ask anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you just, you know the people in your life that you have the kind of relationship where you can ask these questions. Yes. I wouldn't go up to a stranger sure. and ask these things, but you know sure. who you yeah. have a relationship yeah. with. And there are people in my life, I wouldn't mind if you came up and asked me, did it bother me? If a stranger came up and wanted to touch my hair or, you know, like yes. certain things yeah. like that. If you don't know somebody, I just think maybe think twice about it. But if you yeah. have a relationship, I think ask anything that but comes see, to mind. Everybody feels like they know you because you're Mandisa. Do they? You're, I mean, who else is single named Cher? Oh. Who else is single named Madonna and Mandisa? It's nothing to do with the name. <laughs> so people walk up, they're like, that's Mandisa from American Idol. Yeah. I'm going to speak to her like I know her. Well, <laughs> tell me, do they? Do people want to hug you in public yeah. all the time? Well, yeah. And yes. here's the thing: is if, have you ever done the five love languages? Yes. Thing? Okay, I scored a zero on physical touch. Oh. <laughs> zero goose egg. <laughs> and so, like my friends know, uh-huh. it's okay if you hug me, but yeah. like there's just something. And also, sorry to bring it low again, but no, I'm ready. I've got some abuse that happened to me when I was a little child, sure. and so something about being approached and having somebody in my physical space. I know when I'm doing like a signing or like a VIP, I know to expect that, but I do not love necessarily people just jumping on me and touching me and it's not my favorite thing, but I've gotten used to it just because of what I do for a living. So yes, because on TV and on social media, (laughs) you are the friend we all want. And so then when we're in the same place, it's like, well, it's Mandisa. Of course she knows me. Oh, she never seen me. Well, oh, we've never saying. talked. But I follow her everywhere on everything. That is hilarious. And I voted for my used up all my cell phone that minutes in 2007 so <laughs> to eight to vote for Mandisa. Uh, and so well, then they want to hug you in public. Yeah. I think hugging is okay. I've just kind of gotten used to that. But if you're going to have the hard conversations, yes. yeah. do it with somebody that you have a relationship yeah, with. Sure. Yeah, sure. And just, I, I think courage and kindness need yeah, to lead us. Absolutely. Not fear. Yes. And um, and coming into something quick to listen and slow to mm-hmm, speak and slow to become mm-hmm, angry. I mm-hmm. think that's important because we're so offended about so many things. And right. I think if you enter into a conversation saying, okay, look, I really want to ask you some things. I, I don't really know, but I don't want to offend you. Mm-hmm. And just kind of hear what they're saying about that. If you mm-hmm. feel like they're saying something that allows you to be honest and vulnerable, then go for it. But if yeah. you're feeling a little bit like there's a wall up and I don't know mm-hmm. if I can have this conversation, mm-hmm. I think maybe just try to develop the relationship a little bit more before you try to jump all into asking yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so just real quick, I know we met yesterday, but what do you think about these majorly Girl. controversial topics? Oh yeah, my no, no, gosh, no. yeah. Feels, feels like that'd be... Wisdom would tell you no matter who the other person is yeah. to take all that real slow. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hard stuff happening, but yeah. man, if we're going to talk about it, we've got to be able to do the difficult thing. Yes, and that's so right. Do it with somebody that you're developing relationships with. Have you seen with. those? I'm trying to think what it is, but it's a, it's a thing that parents use where they put two kids in the same shirt. And they make them like, as part of like a, you need to get along. Oh my gosh. It's like a really big, like punishment shirt where they're like, if y'all are going to fight, we're going to put you in the same <laughs> thing. Have you seen this? No, I feel it, like that would scar people. <laughs> it would scar me. I mean, they keep their, just to be clear, they keep their current shirts on. They just put like a big, y'all have to stay beside each other and play for a few minutes. In a shirt. In a shirt. It's a very big shirt. <laughs> if I remember this right, I'm not making this up. But sometimes I think maybe that's what we need to do is just go like, I'm going to stay here. 
right? Yeah. I'm not going to leave just because it's uncomfortable. I'm yeah. going to stay in this oversized shirt with you yeah. <laughs> until we both kind of get to talk, you know? I just think that's got to I'm so resonating with what you said about the division and connection mm-hmm. of like, oh, I just need to fight division. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it's what Martin Luther King says. You can't chase out darkness with more darkness. You mm-hmm. can only do it with light. Mm-hmm. And so we have to kind of minister in the opposite spirit. If we see a lot of division, the only thing that's going to counterbalance that is unity. Yeah. The only way that you're going to fight, you know, the difficult things, the hate is yeah. to bring in love. You're not going to yeah. fight hate with more hate. So yeah. I think that's what we have to do as, you know, if we're going to call ourselves men and women of faith, we have to be able to bring in the opposite of what culture is being yeah. in. Are you working on new music? Well, you see what I talked about earlier about worship and just feeling like there's a yeah, shift. Yeah, there may yeah. be a thing. Okay. I, okay. I am thinking about it, but yeah. I... I recognize, like, I used to crank out an album every two years, and I've not done that over the last several years. Um, But I recognize that that is the shift that is coming. And Mm so I'm going to, but I just think it might be a little bit different than the music that people have come to know for me. I still think there's a place for that. But again, it just feels like there is a a different season. Yes. I mean, it's the same in my book writing when I do a novel or a children. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm that the old stuff wasn't yeah. the right stuff. It just means there's other expressions of the gift. Well, don't you, that's where well, I guess I could ask you that is when people get to know you by a certain thing, isn't it difficult then to kind of reintroduce yourself in uh-huh. this different lane? How yeah, do you, yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, I think cause at the center of it for you and for me, I mean, it's that thing of when people want to hug you in public, it's yeah. because they are connected to the music, but they're right. mostly connected to Mandisa, yeah, okay. which also is kind of what makes us want to stay home sometimes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Is that if we were, you know, if we were Jennifer Aniston, who mm-hmm. was a character a lot, right. then there's this, our, the separation is from the beginning. Yeah. They know we're not Rachel. Right. Yeah. They know you're Mandisa right. and they know I'm Annie. Mm-hmm. And so there is not a separation from our art yeah, as, that's true. as defined. Yeah. And so because mm. we love you, mm. I think you can put out anything mm. that, and we're going to love it because it's mm. it's out of Mandisa's heart. Really? Yeah. I think I have put that kind of restriction on myself then because I, you know, in my industry, the songs that do well for me are the upbeat, I'm the uh-huh. cheerleader, you're uh-huh. an overcomer, this is going to make you stronger, it's a good morning. But uh-huh. man... I realize unless people actually know all of the music that I'm putting out, I'm not just that. And so I think I've maybe put on the expectation on myself that this is what people expect from me. And if I go this way, then people aren't going to really follow. So what you're saying is actually very refreshing. I think it's true. Hmm. I mean, because, you know, just remind yourself, not I'm not Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) That's our theme (laughs) today. Not Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) I just think it's one of the, there, there is a gift and a cost to everything we do. And we we can talk about the cost mm-hmm. and we have but mm-hmm. the gift is yeah. people are coming along because they feel like they know us and they yeah. actually do yeah like when people i wonder if this happens to you like when people walk up to me at airports or restaurants they're like i feel like we're friends i'm like yeah me too yeah. that is why i do the work we do that's awesome it's because i when you come up and say hi to me yeah. one of the walls in the office we're having everybody mail us a picture of themselves Aww. so that we can see everybody we pray for i love that i'm like yeah y'all are my people it's awesome of course we're gonna and yeah. so Yes, when you feel that, I actually feel that too in some supernatural, mm, yep. the way God's built us kind of yeah. way. And so whatever you make for us, mm. we want okay. because we love you. Well, thank you. So, 
So let's go with that worship. And you teach me to clap on the two and the four, and we are going to be fine. Please tell me you are not clapping on the one and the three, girl. I'm sure I'm not. I, I hope probably not. Am. Yeah, I probably am. I can't be sure. I, I can't it. know. Um, I was so worried, and I love oh, that this was just like a conversation. Yeah, and thanks. I think I I was worried for nothing because what everybody has told me about you is actually true. I feel like <laughs> I could talk to you forever about all kinds of things. I feel the same, and we're going to at Titans games and Nashville Soccer Club games. We've only got like five more Nashville <laughs> Soccer Club games this season before the playoffs. Oh. So I'm going to make some calls, and we're going to get it done. Okay, before so you leave for what, tour. When when does that happen? Uh, it's until it's like three more weeks or four more weeks. And, and then it starts it happen, again in May. Does it happen once a week? Like, is there one game a week? Usually one or two a week. It's way more than football. They play like, oh, okay. uh, I don't know, a lot. Okay. Maybe one or two in town and one out of town every okay. week. Okay. They play in, in their 90 minutes, girl. We're going to have so much fun. Okay. Uh, That's great. Well, I just want to really honor you for, for the work you've done, for the public way you do live yes. and that you got up today. Thank not you. For, not on my mm-hmm. behalf, I, though I am grateful for this conversation because mm-hmm. this meant a lot to me today. Mm-hmm. But just it says something to the atmosphere yeah. when you get up. It's it's not. So this was for me. Absolutely. I can tell just by the conversation that we've had. But I feel like there will be people listening to this and they cannot get up out of their bed. Yeah. I know. So what do you say to them? Me. Well, I would say to them. I did it, and I cannot tell you how refreshing it feels. Um, When you are in that place, you don't want to. You just want to stay in that place. Mm. But if you're miserable in that place, can I encourage you? I know it is the most difficult thing in the world to do, but can you call one person and ask them to go for a walk with you? Like, you would meet just that first step is what's going to help you to climb out. It just happens one step at a time. So you may not have an Annie Downs calling you up to come to your podcast, but can you reach out to somebody and say, can you come meet me for coffee? Can we go watch a movie? Even if it's not something that feels like a big deal, just getting out of your house is just one step in the right direction. Yeah, that's right. That's a good word. You preach on me. She's also going to start preaching, everybody. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You're Um, starting to open up a whole new can. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay, Mandy. So the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, what do you do for fun? Go to Titans football games. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Who's your favorite player? We didn't even dig into that. Oh, I am really, really loving Wesley Woodyard. Yes. Um, He's just... Honestly, a large part of it is he's on the defense. He's an amazing player. But I sang the, the national anthem a couple of years ago, and he was the kindest. Like, he came up to does me he and was wife? talking. Yeah, he okay. does, but he's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was just so sweet. And so I just kind of started following him and yeah. what he does. And I don't know if he is a believer, but he walks and talks like one. And yeah. so I just have a lot of respect. I also love Marcus Mariota, and I'm believing this is going to be his year. Like yeah. this, this is kind of make it or break it year for him. So yes. I just I love the whole team in general, but I think those two players in particular, those are people that I'm really, really watching. Okay, very closely, we'll cheer so. for him. Listen, if I can ever get Mariota on this podcast, I'm going to call you back and be like, Please come do. co-interview with me. <laughs> Marcus needs both of us to I would really die. get this done. I, would die. I mean, I don't know that it'll ever happen, but I can sure tweet him. That's kind of all I know to do. That's it works so, for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, good point. <laughs> if I can just have the Mandisa blessing yeah, when I go tweet it. at Marcus. Um, thank you, friend. Thanks for doing thank this. Thank you. So fun. Y'all, isn't she the best? I mean, what a what a sweet friend we have gained today. I just am 
I'm beyond grateful. I really am. I can't wait. We're going to go to a soccer game together. We're going to go. I mean, I'm going to get her there, y'all. I'm going to get her there. Just just keep watching for it on social media. We are going to go. And as you heard her talk about, Mandisa's Girls Night Live tour is coming up. Make sure you grab a ticket to that and bring all your pals. It sounds like it's going to be super, super fun. And give her a follow all over the internet, everywhere. Just tell her thank you so much for being on the show. And, and you can let her know what part connected most with you. If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs. F today stands for fans because I'm a fan of Nashville Soccer Club. She's a fan of the Titans. And now I'm a huge fan of Vandisa. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. Just a reminder that this is the last couple of days of the Come to the Table Tour. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama tonight, but it is sold out, sadly. But Friday the 27th in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Saturday the 28th in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Sunday the 29th in Tower, Texas. We would love to see you if you're close. So go ahead and grab a ticket and join us. I think that's it for me, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. And we'll see you back here on Monday with Rebecca Lyons.